Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. This is Cassie. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us as we interview a professional mommy traveler. So, okay. So going into this, um, Ada, Mm -hmm. I know Ada through the internet. We met online and um, we've never met in person, but I've followed her on Facebook and Instagram and she's literally mom goals. She travels the world with her family and they're the cutest family ever. And not only do they travel the world together, but they get beautiful photos and she just makes it look so effortless and easy. I don't know how you do it, but can you tell us, can you explain to us a little bit about like where you're from and how you and your husband met and about your family? Um, I'll try to keep this short. It's a little long. I actually immigrated here from Bosnia in 96, um, came to Jacksonville, Florida and made that home. And I've been in Jacksonville since then until my husband, who I met while studying here in Jacksonville, um, he was stationed at NES Jacks. He's a Navy pilot. And yeah, we dated for two years. He, I always said I was never going to date a Navy guy just because of the lifestyle I've been uprooted before as a child, and I didn't want to uproot myself or my family again. So anytime I met a Navy guy, I was like, no, not for me, but he was different. So we married, and he took me to D.C., and when we were in D.C., we had the opportunity to stay in D.C. or go to Japan. And honestly, wholeheartedly, at this point, I was not a gypsy yet. Um, When he came home and said, D.C. or Japan, I said, Japan, and he said, why? And I said, I can't deal with this traffic in D.C. anymore. Let's go somewhere new. Little did I know that there's 21 million people in downtown Tokyo. So uh, D.C. was country compared to Tokyo. But I think that's honestly what started my, like, passion for travel. I didn't know how much I loved it until I started doing it. And so, yeah, we had uh, my daughter. We had her in D.C. And my son, I gave birth to him in Tokyo. And then that's really where my travels began. Um, He was working a lot and we decided to pick up and go. And that was the beginning of our new beginning. What was your first vacation that you went on with um, Aria? So Aria and I went to Singapore. That was our first solo vacation. Living in Tokyo, I think Singapore was a seven hour flight. Um, I felt comfortable to do it because they do speak English as crazy as that sounds I was like nervous to go to Thailand or anywhere else with her just because I don't speak the language um and then when we were in Singapore I called my husband I was like hey this is easy I'm just gonna extend and I'm gonna buy a ticket from Singapore to Thailand and it was completely unplanned and there I didn't even pack enough clothing for it But then we extended that vacation and went to Thailand and we flew from Phuket to Samui Island, which is a small little island off of Thailand. And I was like, I can do this. This is easy. Just her and I. Um, It gave me a reason to like take photos, beautiful photos. I had a subject to take photos of. And I had a little person that I talked to every time we went out. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. just me. And then I realized that this is great. I can do this. Um. Was, did she do good too with traveling? Was she like ever, was it ever stressful having her there? Oh no, she was terrible. Um, I made it look (laughs) good. I'll never, I'll never admit otherwise, ever. Like, look at my Instagram and you think that this is easy. It's not. 
Um, she was almost three. And I remember we were just finishing up potty training. And I was so tempted to throw her into a uh, diaper. But I'm like, this is going to reverse all of these effects. You know, we've been working on potty training for a good six months now. We've got this. Well, the bathroom was disgusting. And of course, she's like, mommy, I have to go pee pee. Mommy, you have to go pee pee. And then she's like, mommy, you have to go poo poo. I'm like, oh, honey, can you hold it? Just another four hours, please. And she's like, no, mommy, gotta go. So <laughs> before, before I could even get her to the bathroom, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me while traveling. Well, the worst non-medical issue that's ever happened to me while traveling. Um, she pooped her pants. And I oh walked to the bathroom to, to change her underwear. And I pulled down her panties and poop plopped onto my my bare foot because I was wearing flip-flops and so we have we have poop all over her she's got it on her dress she's got it on her car seat I have I always bring the car seat with me um it's the safest place to have your child by the way so if you can afford to buy a, a ticket even if they're a couple months old car seat's the safest place to be um but there was poop in her car seat so I had to try to clean her car seat how to try to clean my foot. I mean, it was disgusting. I felt like for three days straight thereafter, I would get whiffs of like poop still that they were lingering somewhere, <laughs> whether it was in my nose or on my child. It was disgusting. Um, I'm honestly but, happy so, yeah, to hear it was, that because you, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that because you make it look so easy and you're like so fabulous. <laughs> I'm kind of happy to hear that. It's not. I promise. <laughs> no, there's, there, there is some great days where we have traveled 16 hours from Tokyo to Atlanta and she's fabulous and calm and cool and collected. And then we eat Chick-fil-A like God intended us to. And then we make it to Florida and I'm like, wow, this was amazing. Um, but then there's days like that where I'm like, why do I do this to myself? There's no reason that I should be doing this. But once you're there and you figure it out. And what I've found is that most people are so willing to help. You're going to get that one or two angry individuals that just hate their life and don't want to be around your child. Um, but usually, like, the world is my village. And I can't tell you how many times I've trusted on a stranger to watch my child while I run into the bathroom to watch my purse. Especially, I try to find, like, another mom or someone that looks like she's got kids. Hopefully, she didn't steal them. Um, so I have them, like, you know, watch my my babe and I run into the bathroom and I come back and she's unharmed. So I do believe that the world, the world is my village and I really haven't had any issues when it comes to strangers and danger. Everyone's been really helpful. Where do you feel the safe? Though not very safe. What, what countries or places? Uh, the safest Japan, a hundred percent hands down. Um, anytime anybody asks me how was Japan and we've traveled like Hokkaido, um, Tokyo, Zushi, Kamakura, you name it, we've been there like from North to South of Japan, it could be 4am. I could be in a rural area of Japan. And if I saw someone, I wouldn't think twice that they were malicious. Um, anytime anybody asks me, like explain Japan, how was Japan? I always say that little bit of good that's left in the world is found in Tokyo. So that was my absolute favorite place the safest place like little grandma and grandpas will come out at like a small little hole in the wall place they'll grab Arya we hadn't had Aiden at this time and they'll take her to the back of the kitchen and like make noodles with her and feed her chocolate while 
Corey and I are just dining. We forget we have a child. We like drink a bottle. We're like, oh crap, where's our kid? And she's still in the back, like making yakisoba noodles. Seeing your post from Um, Japan has made me want to live there. That's I want to now live in Japan because it looks so amazing. Just from seeing your posts. It it is so amazing. And if we could, um, we had the option of moving anywhere in the world. And I'll get to that. I would have picked Japan, but living in Tokyo, downtown Tokyo, two bedroom apartments going to cost you $15,000. And just, we're not there where we can't spend that money. Yeah. It's outrageous. Now you can, you can live in the outskirts like Yokohama. That's 40 minutes away via train. Or we used to live in a little town, a beach town called Zushi beach. Even there though, we had a 900 square foot, three bedroom apartment and it cost us $3,800 a month. Oh my god! So wow. it's a great place to visit. Yes, definitely. Great place what, so to visit. It, what? What about the place that you've been to that you felt the least safe? Um, unfortunately, Greece. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I would say Italy because I traveled. I grabbed a car and traveled the coast of Italy, but there was a really scary situation that happened in Greece. Um, we flew into Iraklion which is the capital of the island Crete. Um, And we drove down to Hania, which is a little waterfront town. I'm sure you've seen it in all my photos with the kids. It's beautiful. Well, Corey joined us just briefly. I planned to stay for a month. It was summer. I had nothing else to do. And Corey only has, I think, like five or six days off. Um, So he leaves. And the kids and I were at one point staying with him in a massive Airbnb that we didn't need once he was gone. It was like a three bedroom. He's, he's bougie. I'm not, let's just keep it Mm -hmm. at that. Um, (laughs) So I wanted to stay, I wanted to stay by the water, but just get like a studio for the kids and I. So we moved, it was on the water. Um, We were walking, excuse me, to this little lighthouse. And the lighthouse is kind of an island off of the island. There's a little bridge that connects you to it. So it's not easy to come back. And there was a guy that kept asking me questions about Arya. Well, how old is she? Oh, does she go to school here? And I'm like, obviously, we're Americans. No, she doesn't go to school here. He spoke English, but it was broken English. So he was Greek, I'm sure. Um, And it was just getting a little weird. Like, I thought at first he was really interested in Arya. And so I was like, Arya, come over here. I had Aiden and... Aiden was just walking, so he was all over the place. So I had to carry Arya, hold Aiden's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I sat Arya down to take a photo of her. And if you look through my photos on my Instagram, you'll probably see it. I was wearing a blue skirt and a white top. Um, and I bent down and put Arya down. And then I realized what was going on. He was distracting me by asking about Arya. He was recording up my skirt. Oh, and my God. I started freaking out and screaming and the story turns really funny um I don't know if I can legally share it with you because he ended up stalking us and we went to dinner and sat down waterfront he had a bike that he was on and he kept kind of driving up and down the pavilion where the kids and I were sitting crazy he hasn't left me alone well we were sitting probably three feet from the water just to give you an idea of where our table was And he drives by with his bike again. At this point, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm calling my husband. I asked the the waiter to, like, keep an eye on me and the kids. I'm out in public. I didn't think he could do much. Well, he comes really close with his bike. And 
the mother in me just decided to push him over. And Arya tells the funniest story. He fell into the water. And there's oh no way God. to get out. Like, it's boats everywhere. And Don't so, mess with mama bear. My husband, is like, <laughs> my, my husband is like, does he know how to swim? Is he going to drown? Because once I did that, we had already paid our bill. The kids and I just, like, left as quick as we can. Um, we ended up walking the longer way just to make sure he wasn't, like, following me to the Airbnb. But, I mean, at, the, at least this way, I know he doesn't have the video recording anymore because it, his phone got wet. So there's nothing that he can there you go. Like, post online. <laughs> and he was struggling a bit to get out of the water. So I don't know. I'm sure someone helped him. There was a bunch of boats. I'm sure he could have just climbed up a boat. But I didn't stick around to see if he could swim. I was just oh there long gosh. enough to push him in the water. Well, Crazy. good for you. Story. Yeah. <laughs> I would push him, too. Yeah. Yeah. We can learn from you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even know. It, like, came out of nowhere. I thought I was going to get arrested in Greece. What did I just do? Like, he just kept riding, almost taunting me. And then he just stopped really close. I was like, all right, in you go. I wasn't expecting to do it. I, like, surprised myself. Oh, my God. So how many many countries have your kids? How many countries have your kids been to altogether? Ari and I have been to 54 together. 54 countries. Oh, my God. Aiden. Aiden is two. He turned two in December. Uh, Egypt was his 33rd country. Oh, my God. So we are crazy. I've been to Mexico. (laughs) I know. That is insane. So how how often would you say that you're home? Uh, So this is probably the longest time I've ever been home. Uh, When we lived in Bahrain, one of the, like, leveraging points for us to move as a family Corey had the option of going by himself for a year or bringing the family for two and the only way that you could survive the immense heat in Bahrain of 122 degrees over the summer is to get out of Bahrain like there's no no other way that you could live there um now granted he worked 12-hour shifts for so for him he would wake up before the sun rose it was only like 102 he was okay he would go to work he'd come back nine o'clock at night it's only 105 he's fine the kids and I over the summer you can't do anything you'd go into an air-conditioned car into an air-conditioned mall back into your air-conditioned home and we were just bored out of our minds so it's like one week into it being that high of a heat like the beginning of summer and I told my husband I'm just leaving I'll be gone until the weather gets better so I would say we were home there was been times where I'd come home just for three days like we went to Istanbul Turkey I came home, unpacked, repacked, and within 72 hours, I was out. And I went back to, like, Vietnam and then did it again. Like, came back, repacked. And we were fortunate to be in a great location because Bahrain to Dubai. And you probably – nobody knows where Bahrain is unless you have business to be there. It's right next to Saudi Arabia. Beneath us is Yemen. And Dubai, we could technically drive to Dubai. It's like a four-hour drive, but we can't legally enter Saudi without a visa. So Dubai is like a 35-minute flight. So it was a great opportunity for us to fly to Dubai. And then once you're in Dubai, it's a great hub. And you can go anywhere, almost direct. Dubai has Dubai, Miami, Dubai, New York, Dubai, LA. So it was a great way to take quick trips without having to have three layovers. So I'd say last year, I, I know, last year I looked at my Marriott app. And it said in 365 days, we had stayed in the hotel 281. It's kind of bad. Oh, my God. But it's like, 
a good time. Even still, like going yeah. all those places by yourself with those kids, I can hardly go to a city I've never been to in my in my state without getting a little anxious. <laughs> do you do you get nervous? Like, do you get anxious at all going to places that you don't know? Um, I've actually started to get anxious more so now. When we had a really bad incident, um, we were in Greece. Of course, we had we had, Greece was it was an amazing trip, but a lot of unfortunate events happened in Greece. Maybe it's because we were there for so long, so we had more time to have these bad things happen um but we flew into Athens so we went we went to Iraklion back to the capital parked our car grabbed a ferry and to Santorini and then from Santorini we spent some time there and then we grabbed a flight into Athens and we were supposed to be in Athens for five days well day number two we were on a hop on hop off city bus and they insisted that I park the stroller and it was okay for the kid to be in there and I should have thought twice about it, but I thought like, okay, well, they've probably figured this out. It's safe. I'm sure I'm not the only mom that does this. So I parked Aiden in the little designated stroller parking and I sat right in front of him, but he was slanted the way that the parking was like made. Um, And he was buckled in. So we were literally, I think the kid is going to be traumatized by the wheels in the bus because we were singing the wheels in the bus as we were on the bus. The bus took a sharp turn flipped the stroller the baby was buckled in so he had no way of protecting himself it was like the craziest sequence of events he falls and hits a stair that has a metal bar like poking out of the stair it severs his muscle that connects his nose and his and his mouth like that controls your smile um and I don't know if it's just a second kid or because he's a boy and I'm always like, Oh, he's fine. He's a boy. He's fine. He's fine. He's okay. Like mm-hmm. let him fall. Let him learn. This is the only way that you can like, you know, just toughen him up. I can't like every time he scratches his, his knee, he scrapes his knee. I can't like baby him. That's just not who I am. And so I saw the blood. And of course my first thing to say is, Oh, he's fine. He's fine. And then mm-hmm. I like, pressed his face and he wasn't even crying that much. I pressed his face into my chest to kind of cradle him and then when I lifted it and I saw that like the top of his mouth was almost hanging I almost passed out and I was like okay we need an ambulance something's wrong I remember that I remember you posting about that oh it was such a scary time we went to a Greek hospital um obviously they were amazing just full disclosure if you ever have anything happen you want it happen in Greece I I couldn't believe at first I was like, why am I getting such special treatment? They were putting us in a private room. They had like ENT check his breathing. They had um, uh, orthopedics check his feet, check his walking, check his back. He had MRI scans, a CAT scan. Like they did everything, a full workup, blood work, urinalysis, you name it, they did it. And I'm over here like talking to my mom saying, oh, of course, they probably are just going to try like charge TRICARE out the butt mm-hmm. and we're going to get billed, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, well, when the ER doc looked at his mouth and saw like the extent of it, she was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I'm not equipped. We need a facial reconstructive surgeon to come fix this. And that's when I knew it was bad. I was like, Oh my God, a reconstructive surgeon. What did I do to my son? Why am I here? Um, so they put us in a private room and like two hours later, the surgeon came. He was amazing. Excuse me. He was amazing. Um, literally just, they put him under, they whipped up what they needed to, they fixed it. And within like three hours, Aiden was acting normal. Sure. He had a puffy lip, 
But as we were going to check out, we asked them, hey, do you need, they never got an ID from us. They did nothing. Like, do you need an ID? Do we need to pay now? And we'll just get reimbursed by insurance. Like, no, you're good to go. We're like, we're what? And they're like, you're good to go. It's free healthcare for everyone, including you. We're like, "Um, okay, thanks. It was honestly probably like a $50,000 bill that we walked away from. Yeah. Yeah. In America. So after that, (laughs) I know after that, though, I think my anxiety has, I've never had anxiety before, but I think now when I plan my trips, I've never before like looked up the closest hospital or looked up, you know, how, like what the travel would be. Like if we were, for instance, if we were going to Amman, Amman has terrible medical care. Like what's the closest hospital we could be airlifted to. And I know that sounds like that's the last thing you want to think about when you're planning this fun vacation, but being that we are thankful that we were in Athens and heaven forbid we were in Santorini. Santorini is beautiful place to vacation, but I'm sure that the medical team would probably be, I mean, I don't want to say terrible. I don't want to offend anyone, but not as great as Athens because it is the capital and they just have better equipment and better doctors. So now that when I plan my future travels, it's one, uh, one more thing that I've started doing that I never did before. And of course you don't learn until it happens to you. And so my anxiety now is just fearing that something crazy is going to happen to my kids because it has happened before. Okay, so where is your, like, number one go-to family spot? So somewhere that's, like, kid-friendly that uh, you would recommend? Number one, oh, that's a hard question. There's so <laughs> many spots that I've been like, oh, my God, we have to take the kids back. Honestly, I know everyone's going to say it's cliche, but Paris was so fun for my kids. Hmm. Um, I didn't have as much fun because my mother-in-law came along, but <laughs> I feel like there was so much oh my god I don't know if you remember my stories from that trip um she would be so annoyed because I was taking photos and the entire time she would just like roll her eyes and I'm like okay Linda hopefully she's not listening to the podcast (laughs) Um, but there was there was so much to do for my kids and like I don't know there was a lot of educational aspects of it but there was in, in all parts of Paris They've got little merry-go-rounds and little carnivals. And I felt like the kids were really engaged. And, Hmm. like, she was excited to go out walking because she knows she's going to go get a macaroon or we're going to buy her a little treat. Whereas when we go to more rural areas, like when we went to, where is it? I mean, Egypt, she had nothing to do. She was really bored. She was annoyed. It was hot. We enjoyed Egypt. Like, I don't think she realizes, like, the amazing opportunity she had to climb the great pyramid of Giza her and my husband went into it and she doesn't realize that she's a very fortunate little girl because she's still (laughs) only she'll be six years old in April so I think I want to say Paris and I know everyone's like "Uh, it's overrated it's we had a great time there everyone was very nice no one was rude now Paris Disney I had a completely opposite experience um wouldn't recommend it but Paris itself and the people there, and there was just so much for Aria and Aiden to do. And like everywhere that we went, it was massive. They can run around. I'd say Paris was a fun trip. I mean, there's so, so many I, though. I, I could tell you Italy as well. I was going to ask next about Disneyland. So you've been to all of them, right? Have you been to every Disneyland? We have been to every Disney in the world, including the Disney Resort in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. So what, what is your favorite? 
my absolute favorite, believe it or not, Shanghai Disney. And when we had planned, I don't know if you remember, we went there and the doctor in Tokyo told me Aiden was a girl. So we named her Zara and we, I contacted somebody at Shanghai Disney to organize like 20 pink balloon releases (laughs) and we like got a photographer. We're going to do a gender reveal in Shanghai Disney just because that's who we are. And so we flew out to Shanghai. We did the balloons. It's a girl. We named her Zara. And then going back to it, though, my husband had a flight. Eventually, I came to Florida after that to spend some time with family. And I had an ultrasound done. And they're like, oh, it's a boy. So then I was like, okay, babe, you have to fly back to Orlando Disney. We have to do it. It's a boy gender reveal. Take two. And we did. It was, he was a trooper. He was like, all right, I want to see the family anyway. I'll come down oh. for 10 days. So he came and we went to Orlando Disney. We're like, just kidding. It's a boy. Um, but Shanghai Disney was magical. Um, when we were planning it, I was reading all these blogs that were like, it's already dirty. They're not taking care of it. Everyone's cutting lines. That's just the culture. And what I read, though, was the way that they had organized the lines, the entire park is very feng shui because the Chinese believe in that. And the lines are smaller width wise. So technically, like if you were there with your husband or even your child, you and your child couldn't stand one right next to each other. It would be one in front of the other or behind the other. And they've done this to, they've already thought about everything everyone was going to say about the culture in general. This is how they are. Nothing wrong with it. That's just who they are as people. And so in order to fix it all or like prohibit, prevent it from happening, they made the lines smaller. So there's no way you can cut. So like in Disney Orlando, you can stand three people to like one line and you're fine. In Shanghai, I had to hold Arya's hand and she would stand in front of me and then Corey would be behind me. So there's no way of cutting. And perhaps because the park is so massive, we were afraid we went there like peak opening. It opened in July I think it opened July 1st. We went there like the 8th and we took a risk. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, it was packed, but no more packed than California Disney or Orlando Disney. And Mm -hmm. we like at the end of it, we watched the show. And of course, Mulan was the opening act for their little like fireworks show. And it was so emotional. I was like crying. I'm like, oh, my God, they're so proud. Like, look at this. It was a good like 20 minute show on Mulan and I got to sit next to this teacher she was an English teacher I do too she's a she's she's so brave um I got to sit (laughs) next to this English teacher and we got to talk about like how much the oh and the entire time we were there I was expecting them to like force themselves to take photos with my blonde hair blue-eyed kids just because Mm -hmm. that's how the Chinese are when we're in Japan like anywhere that we go the Chinese come visit and they pick up my children they kiss my children I just learned just to ignore it like it's okay that's just who they are I can't get upset I know that they're not like ill-meaning they just adore little foreign kids and Mm -hmm. I was expecting that in in China itself and especially in Disney but everyone was so nice like people are taking snacks from their own children's hands to give it to my kids like, and would ask, <laughs> give it to the blonde kid. <laughs> How cute. It, I swear. Like, and they would ask, is it okay to take a photo? Or like, they would go out and buy her a balloon or an ice cream. And they're like $10. And they would buy her something to let me give, let them take a photo with her. Like they were bargaining with her. Like, I'll give you a balloon if you take a photo. And she was all about it. Like Perfect. by the time we left the park, 
She had like four stuffed animals, three balloons. <laughs> we didn't buy any of it. Like random strangers were buying her stuff in, in exchange for a photo. Um, my least favorite was my least favorite was Paris. I wouldn't go back. We actually wow. left. I think, ah, uh, just no magic. You know, you go to Disney for the magic, and you go to Disney to experience that magic through your child. Like you, you watch them believe in this and it's amazing. And they're smiling and like their eyes are just full of glitter. And when we were in Paris, like we would wait in line to see one of the princesses and they were miserable. They, and I, I have, I've met a few princesses, Disney princess friends in Japan at a Taylor Swift concert. When I asked them, they're like, what, what did you do here? I was like, Oh, my husband works here. What do you do here? And they're like, we're princesses. I'm like, okay, honey, you're drunk. What do you really do? Disney. So I have a, a great insider hand on the parks because aside from Orlando Disney, all of the other parks are contracted princesses. So you, they all audition in California and then they find out whether they're going to Shanghai, Tokyo, Hong Kong, um, Paris, or California. And then Disney princesses in Orlando are hourly employees. So and in every other park, they have 29 to 35 face characters. That's princesses and princes. And then I don't know how many like covered characters they have. So every time I travel to one of these Disney's, I reach out to my princess friends. They're real. <laughs> and ask them if they know a princess in, in Paris. And usually they do. So it's been great where like they'll connect me with the Disney princess who'll like walk by Aria and obviously recognize her based on what they've described. Like they'll ask me, well, what's Aria wearing right now? My princess friend is going to go out in, you know, 20 minutes, just meet her there and there. And it was wonderful because the princess would walk by and be like, hello, princess Aria, you've come all the way from Japan. And Aria's like, Oh my God, how does she know this mom? She's real. <laughs> I didn't stop talking. Of course, you have princess but... friends, Anna. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. I love them. And I mean, of all places, we met them at a Taylor Swift concert. What about what is your biggest um, piece of advice for um, people traveling with their kids? Just do it. Just go. Like, don't think about it. And I always go with like a loose plan. And in fact, my husband is always so jealous of the trips that are never planned, but they always work out the best. <laughs> like he's a big planner and he has to have it down to the hour. Like we're waking up at nine, we're eating breakfast at nine thirty. you know, we're out of the hotel by 11. We're doing this, 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 and this. Whereas the kids and I, like we were in Naples and all I knew was I was flying into Naples. I didn't even book a hotel at that point. Like we flew into Naples and... I think at the airport, I'd like had a coffee and I was like, all right, let me see what's available and booked us a hotel. As I booked the hotel, I, um, went to, I, I booked my flight to London and I mean, it was a three week vacation that we were completely unexpected, but amazing. Like we, every day that we woke up, I'm, this is embarrassing, but I find like places to go visit or see with geotags I like get on Instagram and I'm like oh who's been to London and like scroll through their photos I'm like, oh, that's really cool I mean obviously obviously I go to like the big places everyone should go to Buckingham Palace like obvious you know I do that but then the little fun little things that you wouldn't know about I just scroll through like hashtags and I'm like that's really cool I'm gonna go there let me google that and so just I mean our trips are always so just go way. with it instead of being so meticulous and planning and just go with it 
book the trip and just go. Just go just with book it. the trip and go. Yeah. What about um? And then figure it out while you're there. Yeah. What about items that you would want to let people know to bring if they're traveling with kids? There's a few staple items that I use that are just a necessity, especially if you have two small kids like I do. Um, one of them is the go-go babies. I'm sure you've seen me post about it, but definitely link it if you can, because it's been a lifesaver. It attaches, it almost looks like a small pulley system. Google it on Amazon. It's I think like 80 bucks, but it'll attach to any car seat, any convertible car seat. And that has made life so much easier because if I'm traveling for places that I need the car seat, if I'm in Vietnam or if I'm in Thailand, unfortunately, my kids are not going to use car seats. And that's just the reality of it because I'm using tuk-tuks and no one's going to take you in a tuk-tuk if they see you lugging around a car seat. It's just not feasible. Um, but if I'm running a car, and which was the case like when we flew to Italy, I rented a car and I just drove up the coast and we we had a, a couple of the like Naples and then up to the Amalfi coast. And obviously I needed the car seat for that. The go-go babies attaches to the car seat and it's one less thing that you have to lug around. And it's great if you plan on bringing the car seat onto the aircraft because it fits right through the aircraft like aisle. You can just pull the car seat up to your, your seat. Um, That's number one. Number two, a lightweight stroller. I actually have the mountain buggy Nano and I had the, what was that? Some pocket. And the, the frustrations I had with the pocket was it doesn't recline. It is small, but if you're out and about, I may go with the flow mom when we're traveling. Unfortunately, your kids can't have a schedule. So like my kids sleep in strollers, my kids sleep in trains, my kids sleep wherever they're, whenever they're tired, they sleep. And I'm not one to rush back at two o'clock if we're visiting someplace to put them down for a two hour nap. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. If they're tired, they'll sleep. Um, and I had the pocket, but they were uncomfortable sleeping in the pocket because it doesn't recline. So the Mountain Buggy Nano fully reclines, super, super lightweight though, and it comes with a strap. So I could just strap it on my shoulder as I'm walking and I can just pull the go-go babies and then we pack light. And I've come to find out that like, especially summer travel is so easy to pack for. And I pride myself on like having fashion sense when I travel. It's not, I don't ever look frumpy. Yeah, that's true. You never do. <laughs> you always look Thank fabulous. You. Thank you. Um, but packing light is essential. So when I'm with the kids, even if it's a month long vacation, and then I don't pack diapers, I pack enough to get me through maybe two days. I know that when I get there, I'll find diapers, but I also have Full disclosure, my kids aren't allergic to anything. They don't have any skin issues. So a diaper is a diaper. I, I'm not picky on brand. Wipes are wipes. You know, I, and wherever I'm going, they're going to have diapers and wipes. And I breastfed both of the kids. So I wasn't worried about formula or having to find it, um, which was an issue. My girlfriend came to visit us in Thailand and ran out of formula. But she came to Japan and we flew out to Thailand. And we had to hire a personal driver that had a driver five oh hours. Gosh like on the other side of the island to find the sensitive, I think it was like Similac sensitive that she needed for her son and she couldn't find it anywhere else. So definitely from that perspective, take care of your baby and bring mm -hmm. what you need and overpack. But when it comes to diapers and wipes and clothing, like you can buy a onesie, mm -hmm. throw it away, yeah. you know, and I don't ever stress. I never pack a lot. Well, can you let everyone know where we can follow you and follow your adventures online? 
Absolutely. So the Instagram name is Aida Hilgart, nothing fancy. It's A-I-D-A-H-I-L-G-A-R-T. And my blog, I've been slacking. I need to pick it up. I've, I've been meaning I wrote our Egypt on there, but I haven't written anything since, especially since we made a big life decision um, about our move. Yes, where are you but living? We've decided Croatia. Oh, really? You are going to Croatia. We are. Yeah, we are. It's been a like long back and forth process of do we do it, do we not? Um, but my husband made a point. He was like, stay in Jacksonville and go to Savannah over the weekend or move to Croatia and go to the Champagne region of France over the weekend. He's like, Aida, mm-hmm. you know where you want to be. And he's right. So we chose Croatia. Initially, we said five years. I think we're going to do two and then see where we are, reevaluate. Um, he got a new job, so he's getting out of the military. I don't know if you even know this. Um, April 1st is his last day as a naval officer, okay. and he'll stay reserves. But he found a contracting job. It's all very hush-hush, so it's just flying, contract flying okay. job. They're, they're based out of Dallas, and once he interviewed and got the job, they were like, okay, where do you want to live? You can live That's anywhere. Amazing. Like, you're not tied to America. Yeah, he books his own travel. So when he first told me that, I was like, let's go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. But we've been there. We've done that. We were there for three years. It's so expensive mm-hmm. that we chose Croatia, Zagreb, which is the capital of Croatia. So if you want to take a trip and come visit me, we're I'll coming, be uh, right? <laughs> Come, please. Yes. Everyone's welcome. So now you have to keep up your blog now. You have to update it. What I is know. It? What's your blog? It's the So it's just... The Hillgards, yeah, with my with our last oh, name perfect. with an S on it. Um, I need to. I've been slacking. You have a on, lot of content to I'm, work with. <laughs> I know, and my photographer is amazing. My Ari is my photographer for she all. She is amazing. Jeez, like, I need her. her. <laughs> I need to hire her. <laughs> well, we loved having you. Thank you so much for doing this little interview with us. Hopefully, it all sounded good. <laughs> yeah. Our thank first you for having interview. me. It was so much fun. Thank you, Ada. And wait, you. last question. Thanks, One last girl. question. Where's your next What's place that? that you're going? So we're trying to decide. Corey leaves for training um, March 11th. And we might have to, like, pick up and go next week and oh, wow. find a house in Croatia. Oh. Or, like, so we, we haven't well, decided good luck. yet. Um, good luck finding your perfect. I'm sure that, you'll find like, somewhere beautiful. Thank you. And we're going to be on House Centers International, oh. so stay tuned oh, for that, too. Yes, we'll have to tell everyone when you're on that, too. Sounds right. great. Girls, it was nice talking to you. Bye. We'll talk to you. Bye. Bye.